Hello, my name is Nicole Van Gelder, and I want to welcome you to Choosing Happily Ever After, a podcast that focuses on values and practical tools that help us have peace, joy, and confidence so that we can create our own happy homes and lives, no fairy godmothers required. Thank you so much for joining me today. On the last podcast, I talked about minimizing to maximize. That is, you need to minimize what your life contains in order to maximize it. In other words, you can't do everything. Saying yes to too much will actually cost you, and instead you have to guard your priorities. This requires a vision to know what your priorities are. (laughs) And once you know your priorities and the kind of life you want to build, what the most valuable things are, Then you make your decisions based on those things. You say yes to the things that are helpful to establishing that type of life and no to the things that aren't. Over the years, I've gotten a lot better at saying no, but it can still be hard because saying no can take courage. It can be scary and stressful. You know, sometimes there will be pressure, even internal pressure. In fact, often I think internal pressure is worse than the external pressure that we think it's coming from the outside. And so we think it's like peer pressure. There's some sort of external thing, but it's really an internal pressure that we're feeling. We believe things like, well, everyone else is doing this, so I'm going to be missing out if I don't do it. Or what if I say no to this and I get no other opportunities? Or people are going to be really disappointed if I say no You know, those kinds of thoughts, they're internal pressures most of the time, but they can haunt you and you can pressure yourself into saying yes to things that you really have no business saying yes to. So today I'm going to share four keys that I've learned to help with the process of saying no. Without further ado, here they are. The first one is have faith. Saying no actually requires a great deal of faith because you're trusting that the sacrifice will be worth it. Now, I'm not talking about a no you want to say, but I'm talking about when there is that pressure and you want to say yes for whatever reason. Maybe it's something you really want, or maybe you feel like you're going to be letting someone down, or you know, you're just feeling that pressure and you're having to say no, or no is the right answer. This requires faith because you're trusting that the discomfort of that moment, that the sacrifice of not participating, the sacrifice of whatever you're perceiving the cost will be, that it will be worth it. You're making a decision right now for a future that you can't yet fully see, and you're trusting that living according to your values will bring about good results in the long term. So you're having faith in all those things, but mostly you're having faith (laughs) that the Lord will make your way for you at the proper time instead of forcing your own way or saying yes at the wrong time or to the wrong thing. Being a mom of eight has meant that I'm saying no to a lot, especially when my kids were all little. Our sixth child was born when our oldest was eight years old. So there was some years there where we had a lot of what I call littles in the house. Now, the balance has changed since then, and believe it or not, I often find myself wishing I could go back to when they were little. (laughs) It's so much fun as they grow older, too. But in those days especially, you know, there was a lot of sacrifice involved. We're starting a church, and Jamie is going to conferences, and he's speaking at places, and he's going on mission trips, and all of those things, and I'm not able to participate. 
Now, early on, I came to the conclusion that the Lord could be trusted with my heart and my life and that he is my provider, not any opportunity. And so I determined that I would not be bitter, that I would not live sad, (laughs) that I would not feel robbed or cheated out of opportunities, but that instead that I would trust the Lord to bring me the right opportunities at the right moments to provide for me. Something exciting was happening somewhere, but I couldn't be a part of it because I was home with sick kids or I was just home with kids in general or whatever the case would be. I was trusting that the Lord would provide everything that I needed, that he wouldn't let me be missing out on anything that I was supposed to have because he is my provider. And guess what? (laughs) It has been hard to say no, but I have never, ever, ever, ever once regretted it in those types of circumstances. If I am saying no to an opportunity because there's something of greater value that I'm supposed to be doing with my time. For example, my children, I've never once regretted it. And as my kids have gotten older, I have seen the fruit in our family life and in my relationships with my kids and in our family. I've seen the fruit in my marriage. Jamie has gone when he's wanted to stay (laughs) and we've had to be a team and we've had to support each other and make the decisions that are best for our family. And so it's not always easy, but let me tell you that trusting the Lord is such a key part to this because If you're trusting him to provide, if you're trusting him that if you do things according to godliness, if you are trusting him that as you are doing your best, that he'll be coming alongside and adding grace and mercy and he'll be making the way (laughs) and all of those things, you are going to see amazing fruit in your life. So have faith (laughs) and allow that to color the choices that you make. Second key, create clear priorities. A lot of times, Even good opportunities require a no. And the reason for this is that we all have limited capacity in time. If we say yes to everything, we sacrifice our best for anything because we simply won't have capacity. We'll also end up wasting our time. I've heard it said that wise people invest their time rather than spend it, and I agree. This means that you recognize that your time is limited and valuable. You don't use it on just anything. Instead, you invest it into the people and things that are most important. I find that often when I'm the most stressed out about my time and I'm feeling like I don't have enough of it, (laughs) that that's a moment where it's actually really important that I stop and I pause, even though it's really hard to stop and pause when you are already feeling stressed out about time. But I stop and pause and I take some time to re-examine my life so that I can make sure I'm remembering what the values and goals are that are most important. And as that happens, then it becomes clear what adjustments I need to make in order to not have my time be so stressful. What are the things that I've said yes to that I don't actually have the capacity for? And I will say to people, I'm sorry, I wish I could do that, but I just don't have the capacity. That's like such an important thing. And I feel so honored that you would invite me. You know, in another season, I would. I had someone once who got upset with me. They were someone that used to be a part of our church and then moved away to another state, but still had family and they would come home and visit and they'd visit at the church and our kids knew each other. And so when they would come into town, we would try to make efforts for the kids to connect and I would see them at church. We had never really been close friends or spent time together before they had moved, but every time they would come back into town, 
They'd be here for several weeks and they would want a good chunk of my time. And I would give them a little bit of my time, the time I was able to, and it just was never enough. And they got really upset with me one time. I'm laughing now, but it didn't feel funny in the moment and just kind of called me out and were like, hey, I don't understand. Are you offended with me? Do you think you're too good for me? Like, what's the deal here? Why am I not getting more of your time? Why are our families not spending time together? I just had to be very honest and say, you know what? I've actually given you all the time (laughs) that I can. It isn't that I don't value you. I am thankful to know you. I have value for you, but I just simply don't have the capacity. I even said, I'm sure there are other people that could live my life better than you. And I wasn't being sarcastic when I said it. That could figure out, you know, how to fit more into it. But I am maxed out. Like this was several years ago. So I had just our homeschool days that particular year were long. We had a lot of just changes in school that year. And so I was still in the midst of figuring it out and was not uncommon for us to be finishing school sometimes even after dinner. And it was just a busy time. And I had I have an actual job too that requires things for me. And so I just said like, hey, I haven't figured this out. (laughs) I'm doing the best I can and I am at my max capacity. And I'm so sorry that it made you feel like you weren't important. But this is just where I'm at. And so I don't have anything else to offer. And that can be a difficult thing to communicate. And it's good to communicate it, by the way, without any emotion (laughs) or anything attached to it. But just That's the facts of life is that all of us have a capacity and it doesn't match our neighbors. So you don't have to feel bad about what your capacity is, but you just have to know what your priorities are, (laughs) how much capacity you have. Also, by the way, can determine how many priorities you actually are able to carry at any one time. But if you go beyond your capacity, it's not going to be too long before you crash and you're not going to be doing the things that you're supposed to be doing well, well. When we're past capacity, we end up dropping things we shouldn't drop. And very often in those moments, the things that actually are the most valuable become the things that pay the greatest price. So know your priorities and be willing to protect them. The third thing, third key is flexibility. Seasons change, circumstances change. What is a yes in one season easily can become a no in another and vice versa. And this is okay. It's good even. It's a sign of growth. (laughs) But it also means that it's important to be thoughtful in every season about the way you're spending your time. Don't assume that something you committed to in the past is still the best fit now. Likewise, it may be that now is the time to say yes to something that you didn't previously have capacity for. You know, this is the season I'm in where our oldest has graduated. You know, we have more older kids or they're getting older, obviously, (laughs) because that's what kids do. And so the number of littles we have is not the overwhelming number in our home anymore. And there's just a little more freedom. At the same time, there's still a lot on my plate. And so I just have to make sure that as my kids are growing and adjusting and I'm growing and adjusting, that I'm being flexible to their needs and my needs. And we continue to figure it out as we go. But it's important to be thoughtful 
in every season about how I'm spending my time, reminding myself about what my priorities are. As a mom of a larger family, I've discovered that sometimes things that I held really valuable with my older kids, I held them not as tightly or without as much value with my younger kids because I kind of had done it. I had assumed that it was already established in my family. And then I realized, oh, (laughs) I'm not seeing this established in my younger kids because I really protected it with my older kids. And then I've kind of grown lax. And so I'm having to recognize those things now and begin to protect them and hold them tight again because I want to see good fruit. And so it's important that we're thoughtful about our time and that we're flexible according to what's needed. And then the fourth key is courage. Now, I don't mean just courage to say no, although that's required, but I am talking in this instance about courage to say yes, because saying a real yes can take just as much, if not more courage than saying no. I think one reason why it's so easy to let our lives be filled with distractions and let those urgent tasks take over our days is because it's actually scary to say a complete yes to something. Saying yes fully to a person or an opportunity, stepping out to take a risk, this requires courage because it might fail. We might fail. Or at the very least, we may be incredibly uncomfortable as we step into opportunities that require growth and vulnerability. I once had the opportunity to speak at a conference. It was just in a small breakout session. It was a conference Jamie was speaking at, and they asked me to come and speak in this small breakout session. And I had never spoken anywhere other than the house before, you know, at least not for years. I've done a little bit in my past, another church where I was an intern when I was young and when I worked at a pregnancy center. But I had just, I had never done anything like this, and it was scary. And so I was really tempted to say no. I wanted to hide behind my kids. This conference was happening in another state. And so I briefly tried to pretend like I wish I could do this, but it would really be better for me to stay behind with the kids because a lot of times I do stay behind with the kids. But the problem was that Jamie could see right through me and he knew that I had been thinking about going to the conference when he was the one speaking. And he knew that I was saying no out of fear (laughs) and not because I was actually being a good mom. (laughs) And so he called me out on it and it was fear that was stopping me. And so I want to encourage you, by the way, I did end up going to the conference. I did it. It didn't kill me. (laughs) I survived. And most of the time you will too. So you can take that as encouragement. But I want to encourage you also to be honest with yourself. Saying yes can take courage and it's important for you to know if fear is holding you back, if you're using things as an excuse. Saying yes can take real courage and sometimes, by the way, when you step out in courage like that and you say yes, sometimes you know, you're not going to be rewarded with an overwhelming success. But the good news is that even in failure, quote unquote failure, when you're stepping out to take a risk that's in line with who you are and where you're going, even that failure isn't wasted. You learn, you grow, and something happens to you in the process. And often I've discovered that the process really was the point, not the end result. 
that the Lord was taking me someplace. You know, he's masterful at taking our journey and using it to shape us into the people that he created us to be. But a journey requires you not just to know how to say no, but to be able to say yes, because it requires you to go somewhere and to do some stuff. So if you have been saying no out of fear, let this be the day that you're honest with yourself and that you commit to say yes, even if it's a small yes to start out with, to say yes, because you don't want to get to the end of your life and look at what could have been. You want to know that you've done all that you can to live the best life that you could and to be fully who God created you to be and to take advantage of the opportunities that he put in your way, in your path. So the four keys... (laughs) of learning to just say no, have faith, create clear priorities, be flexible, and then have courage to say yes. Learning to say no with ease and yes with courage is going to bring great freedom into your life. And so I highly encourage you to practice both of these things. All right. Thank you guys for being with me today. I so appreciate it. And I hope that you are thinking about your life and you are encouraged because I know there's a lot happening in the world today, but there is a lot to be excited about and primarily about the fact that the Lord really is with you. So bless you. I hope you join me again next week and have a wonderful week until then. And always in the meantime, you can find me on social media by searching for Nicole Van Gelder, The House. But also there are some exciting things in the works that are going to be launching this fall, both here and at Joyfield Home. So you can please stay tuned to that as well. But really just bless you wherever you're at. I hope that this encourages you, <laughs> maybe slightly convicts you if you are being encouraged to wake up, but mostly encourages you that there are precious things in this season and there is a reason to stay engaged and to stay awake and to be a part of what the Lord is going to do. Blessings to you.